This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you, kicking off hour number two, and still a lot to get to. We've got Von Dalzell coming up a little bit later on in the show with his favorite NFL and NBA bets, and then Jason Logan will be with us at 11.20 Eastern time to give us his primer for Week 18 of the NFL season. Uh, but now let's get to our survivor conversation. And certainly one of the things that I have learned in this whole process is to make sure that at least when it comes to building my model, that week 18 has a team that has some motivation or inspiration to win their game. So when my model said to pick the Ravens for week 18, I'm like, ah, maybe I should have just done this a little bit differently. Uh, but when it comes to uh, pools and such, uh, what do we need to know, Joe? Well, I, I think this is an interesting betting conversation because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I haven't talked about it in a couple of weeks you know, not here, short weeks, holidays, and all that stuff. So my survivor pool is still going on. There's 1,721. So last week I was waiting for it. We got down to six, and then they finally called for a chop vote. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And last week it was five to one. There was one guy that did not want to chop in any way. Mm. Wanted to keep the, the original payout system. He's going for the big prize. Like, okay, that's not a huge shocker to me that out of six, it's hard to get all six to be on board with something. And all six advanced with three different teams this week. Couple had Houston, couple had Cleveland, and the one had Indy, I believe. Uh, they all advanced. So yesterday, same situation. They asked for a chop, and I, and I sent it out there to the six. A lot of variants in the last week. They have, for the most part, the same teams available um, of the favorites. And so I figured something was going to be worked out or at least a semi-chop where, okay, we all take this much and we still play for something. Um, there's probably going to be some sort of a tie here. We'll, we'll see. Maybe somebody goes off the board and they get lucky. It was a five-to-one vote again. The last guy finally <laughs> got back to me last oh. night. So... I I thought that there would be an agreement, um, but no, guys. Like I think there should be a champion, or if it's a tie, multiple champions. He threw. I don't think this would fly, but he threw out the idea of bringing it into the playoffs. That's how strongly he feels about a champion being crowned and somebody getting that monster prize. Uh, people would have to agree on that, which I don't see happening since the other five all want to have a chop right now. They've wanted to have it for a number of weeks, but like. How would you guys handle this? Um, this guy wants to play for the big prize, which it's significant. It's double what the second place is. Uh, you're still guaranteed a good payout whenever you go out at this point. Now that we're down to six, like the, the people that finish the fifth and sixth, fourth even, they're going to get a really good prize. Like they don't without even hedging any money, which you which you can also do. But 
what would you guys do? Would you guys have the mindset of play on? I want to be the champion. I want the monster prize. Not life-changing money, but you can get something really, 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 really nice. Um, what do you what do you guys think? So first, like I'd want to know who he has left and why is he this mm -hmm. confident? Second, I'm a bit superstitious. So if I am the one who doesn't want to chop, I'd be nervous that like I'm gonna be next because I think it's a little um I don't even know if I can say that word, but it's just a little over the top, you know what I mean? Like take your money. And like I've said before, use it to have more entries next year. You're still coming away with something because you look like a clown if you're the one who is no longer surviving after you took a stand and did this. Unless he's, he's super, not being a jerk about which it, which obviously he is. Yeah, he is, but he's not being a jerk about it at all. He's not being like um, Golden Boy. Correct. Saying he's the best better in the world. Okay. And right. for me, as the guy that runs it, like I actually like it and I respect it as a gambler. I don't, I don't think I'd be able to do it because of the variance that we get in week 18. Like maybe a week ago, right. I would have voted against it depending on the teams that I have, but because of everything that we have in week 18, I would want to make sure I get a, a significant amount, but they're also getting a good prize and I can go against my, I don't know. What would you do? Ed? Uh, Ed? Let, let me answer a question with a question. When it comes to mm -hmm. week 18 in general, are you yeah. more confident or perhaps less confident in outcomes naturally because there are other factors that perhaps you need to weigh in that have nothing to do with, say, on-field performance, who's going to be out there, your priors, et cetera, et cetera? Way less. Way mm -hmm. less. How about you? And that's why chopping probably seems more appealing in that regard because yeah. there is more uncertainty when it comes to this particular week. So why not go ahead and take what's yours? I'm curious, like in your pool, for instance, in terms of chopping, what the multiplication factor is like, okay, you take this amount, but if you get the top prize, like what, what is that a factor of, I guess? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so like I, you could do, you could end the pool and you could have an all even mm -hmm. chop which I, some sure. people maybe they're looking at other teams and like, well, this guy used every good team. He's in a really bad spot for this week um, where you don't want them to take a chunk of maybe what you're thinking is your money. So like the idea that I threw out, we're still playing for a large sum of money, but you're taking a bunch off the table, um, like four and a half X is okay. the difference between first place and what well you would get. In the chop. The other thing I was thinking about is like, what is this guy's financial situation that doesn't want to chop? Like, maybe he's like Ed has said before, like maybe he's more into the pride and he's at peace with walking away. And he just <laughs> he wants to be the champion so bad that like he he's at peace with with knowing that he could be out this money. It maybe doesn't mean as much to him. You know what I mean? And and worst case, the worst case scenario getting this far you're winning a couple grand you know what i mean yeah. like that's what's different about like this survivor pool compared to others like in circa it's zero or i'm a champion and i win all this money and it's life-changing and all that so apparently i don't know what the final figure was but they apparently last week the guys in circa there's four left still four left because all four won last weekend and that one too they did agree to something. I don't know what it is, like maybe a million, million and a half each, and then they're still playing for the big prize. Uh, what do you think, Paul? Oh, 
I think now factoring in, like, I see what the fifth through seventh place gets paid. Yeah, I I'm down with I'm down with rolling the dice. Like, if we, I don't know that dice. I would be the holdout. I don't know that I'd okay. be the holdout. Like, if everyone wanted guy. chop, and it's like, yeah, like, but did he know that? Was he? Was it like, like, did you yeah. tell people? Hey, where did you follow up? You were like, hey, it's five zero. Like last agree, last week, I told him. Last week, I told him it was a a five one vote. And then, you know, he hit me up. He's like, I'm, are you, am I the one you're waiting on? I'm like, no, there's one other person that hasn't voted either. But I think we know what the vote would be. It's just, it's if you decide. See, now Which, in that respect, yeah. Paul, I think we're different in, in that regard. Like if, if I am the holdout, I'm fine being mm-hmm. that. Like if financially it makes more sense for me to, to play on in terms of the teams I have or the confidence in the pick that I have, et cetera, et cetera, I'm fine with that. I have no problem being, you know, the one lone holdout. I think my question though would then be, you know, more about, you know, the financial elements to it. Like how much would I be getting here? Like to me, Circa is a very different thing where it's not just the zero, mm-hmm. but it's also the fact that I've invested so much time all season long in this. And maybe this is just, you know, the, the work ethic in me, I guess. But if I'm going to invest so much time into something, whether it's building models or researching or whatever, I want to know there's some kind of a payout for it instead of putting in all of this hard work for absolutely nothing. And you also, it's a thousand entry too. Like what if you got 10 spots in a group, you guys put 10 K in or something like that. You've got to get something out of it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you the teams that are left. So Cowboys are the biggest favor of the week. Nobody has them left 13 and a half point favorites, but you would think week 18, the options stink. They're not terrible. I don't know. Like if I'm in this, a team I'm comfortable with. And also I want to go the direction that I think the others are not. So there's game theory involved. Four of six have Cincinnati as a six point favorite. One has Jacksonville as a five and a half point favorite. Three of six have Tampa Bay as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Five out of six have Pittsburgh as a four-point favorite. Do you know if he has an edge? Like, is like is would he be a non-sensey pick or something like that? And, I mean, if you don't want to get into specifics, that's fine. But I'm just trying to think if this guy who doesn't want no, to No, it's chop, on the has leaderboard. A, has, it, has a contrarian uh, opportunity, at least. Because if it were me... I would stay like Cincy is the play, but I would stay away from them. Like Zach Taylor saying they're trying to win at all costs or by any means necessary. But for the purposes of this, I think I would go a different direction to try and scoop. If that's what we're trying to do here. He has Cincinnati mm. use Jacksonville. Um, it looks like he, no, he used the bucks. Jeez. Everything's pointing to Cincinnati or Pittsburgh. You can go that route. So game theory, if you're looking to take the team that nobody else is going to be on, where you put yourself in a position where I can scoop this whole thing, isn't Pittsburgh the play? Oh, I think so. I can't back Steelers. Everyone. No way. And I like the Ravens this week. But I'm saying game theory, like I think that's not where the majority of the people are going to be. They're favored by more Mm -hmm. than a field goal. The Steelers people are trying to take Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they have Cincy available, if they have the Bucks available, I'm really well, intrigued by teams. the person who has Jacksonville available because they, they have to take Jacksonville, I feel like. Yeah. I'd and be they... hitting up my uh, assistant coach friends with the Ravens to be like, dude, who is playing? <laughs> 
Yeah. What do we got? Yeah, oh, right. gosh. The, the <laughs> Jacksonville guy, you, know, you funny. Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. I would think you you that's a must play. You got to take the Jaguars. You have to. You're the only one. Yes, you have yes. to. Yep. Right. And, and and not only that, but Aaron, you're talking about John Harbaugh, you know, being motivated to win regardless of the situation. Isn't Mike Vrabel cut from a similar cloth in that regard? Like the Titans will probably yeah. come out there and, and do their darndest. That's a good point. He talked about that yesterday, actually. So sure did. Right. He even said yeah. a dirty word when he did it. <laughs> <laughs> tisk, tisk. <Man. laughs> we, don't, we don't need that in this G-rated household. He's leaving, right? He's going somewhere so. else. Go out on top. Exactly. Dude, so why would he? Yeah. Ex- yeah. He's got a lot of motivation. There are to play hard. Monday. We have so not only are we going to have the playoff set, not only are we going to have a national championship game, but there's going to be like eight coaches fired. It's going to be it's an insane minimum. <laughs> I, minimum. I think it could get to double digit changes. No, oh, absolutely. And, and not only that, but it's like when we talked about this with Jason Lockenfora a couple of weeks ago. It was like, oh, I could see three out of four teams in the NFC South uh, wanting a change. Like we're talking yeah. about full on divisions with 75 percent of the staffs being changed. That's insane to me, regardless of how it bad is. the divisions are. Mm hmm. I can't wait. But like, there are also some teams where that were locked in, coaches gone, where they're not going anywhere. And I think Chicago is one of those spots where Ibafluus is not going anywhere. And early in the year, like he was marked down, he was circled as a guy that's definitely going to be fired. What's going to happen in season or at the end of the season? Remember when he was a favorite for first coach fired? Like that happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes. I'm, I'm old enough like, to remember. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as far as this week, like guys like Antonio Pierce of the interims, he's the only guy I think that has a legit chance. And that's going to be huge for this final game with the Raiders. Can we, can we talk about that for a moment? Because, like, yeah. you go from interim to being the head coach, like, fine. But don't you lose all that likability when now you are the guy and you have to make tough decisions? Like that, that does have to be factored into like, okay, do you really want Pierce to be your head coach knowing full well that like all the good grace that has been built up that naturally does erode because of the promotion? Yes, it does. I don't think it's happened yet, right? There's no sense of that. And he's had more of a season than most interims. Like interims get hot for a month and it's like, oh, give him the job. Like Basaccia, oh, give him the job. No, this dude's been doing it for half a season. So now you've got you've got enough to make a decision where it's not just like, ah, small sample size. They rallied around him, like whatever. I think you know and you have those exit interviews to see where where you're at, where your players are at with him. And it's you're a little mm-hmm. bit past the honeymoon period, so you can make a little bit of a more informed decision, I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one fair. of the few games where you have two eliminated teams. And, you know, we talk about motivation. We're gonna, You're going to hear it nonstop until these games are done. Uh, what is it? So you got Pierce fighting for his job, right? Like if he wins, it's going to be tough for them to, to pass on him. If he wins, they fired a coach midseason and they would end up with an eight and nine record. Like that's hard. It's hard to pass up on that. Say, no, you know, yeah, we made the mistake with Rich Passaccia. If it was a mistake, I don't know that it was. And we're going to do it again. And then you on the other side, like you've got Sean Payton. Does he want a little bit? 
better of a draft pick? Or, you know, I don't know. Or does he want to say, see, I can do this again without Russ? If, right. And, and specifically with the Raiders, they're going over the win total and fired a head coach. That, to me, is mm. really intriguing. Wow. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, more from the Week 18 card right here on the BetQL Network.